This week, I got to sit down with Andrea Cameron of Fashion Your Life. She is a fashion designer, a personal brand stylist, an entrepreneur, coach, facilitator, educator, change maker, cancer survivor, and healer. She's had her own business, Fashion Your Life, for six years, and she has over 20 years of experience working in the fashion industry as a designer, developer, fit tech, production manager, and many, many other roles. She's been on a deep healing journey, and she's becoming a certified facilitator of the Thriving Method. And she also incorporates her learnings from this work into her client work. She's all about helping women to consume less and express more. So if you are an entrepreneur and you want to know how your clothes are communicating who you are to the world, if you're feeling a little lost in your personal style and and what you should be wearing or what you want to be wearing, or if you're like me and you've been at home on Zoom for the last two years and you feel like you only know how to dress from the ribs up now and are a little bit concerned about going out into the world and what should you wear now, Uh, this episode is all about that. And I have to say, this was one of the most fun conversations I have had on this show. So I hope you enjoy it. I know I enjoyed it. And this is going to be a really fun ride for you. You're listening to The Terry Holland Show, the podcast for high-performing entrepreneurs ready to take your life and your business to the next level. And if you want to get there faster, go to terryholland.ca. Welcome, Andrea. Thank you so much for joining us today and coming on to talk about fashion. Thank you. I am, I have to tell you, I've been so excited to have you on. This has been a topic on my mind lately of how we dress, how we represent ourselves through our clothing. And so I was very excited that you were willing to come on and chat with me today about this topic and a little nervous. I was like, what am I going to wear? Right? (laughs) Thank you for having me. That is actually a very common response to talking or meeting somebody who's in fashion and style. And that's exactly why I do what I do, because I remove that. Perfect. Mm -hmm. I love that. So... I'm always curious about how people get into what they're doing, like why you do what you do. Yeah. So let's, why don't we just start there? How did you get into the fashion industry and why, why do you do this? Okay. This is a, is a bit of a story. So I'll try and be as succinct as possible. (laughs) (laughs) We like stories. It's all good. Yes. So, um, I, I, I've been sewing since I was old enough to hold a needle and shopping since I was old enough to walk. That's literally like, that's literally true for me. Uh, so by the time I was 15, I was deciding what to do with my life. And I had made the decision. It was between fashion and psychology. Uh-huh. And I had already at that point, you know, anytime there was a sewing class, I was in it. Anytime there was a chance to be creative, upcycle something, create a pattern, anything like that. I did it. Oh. And so fashion or psychology? Psychology because I loved, I, I love understanding people. I love observing people. And when I was younger, I remember, and this is actually a very, it's interestingly a very common experience with young women. I was sitting on my bed with my girlfriends. We were flipping through a fashion magazine and they were commenting like, oh, I wish I looked like her. Oh, I wish I had mm. that. Oh, right. Like yeah. comparing themselves to the models in the magazines. And 
I just remember feeling like I want to tell them that they are amazing and beautiful just the way they are. But I was so shy at that point. Right. And I've tried this in my adult years. And now I've gotten to the point where I'm just like, if they're in that position of comparing themselves is not going to land. So it doesn't really help to be like, but you're perfect just the way you are. It's like the person has to get it. So for me, that was a real moment of fashion or psychology, because I wanted to understand why people thought that way about themselves. I chose fashion for a number of reasons, but I, it was ultimately, it, it, it was a bit of a fear-based decision, I'll be honest, because I didn't want to go to university for four years. Oh, fair <laughs> enough. And I was like, eh. and full circle moment, I'm really happy I didn't, because if I had gone into psychology, that's a whole industry that has a whole there's yeah. all kinds of things going on there and I'm not poo-pooing the industry. It's just only one piece of that puzzle. So if I was in that, I wouldn't have been happy anyway. So I went into fashion and I wanted to start my own business right away, right out of college. Um, I went and studied uh, fashion design in Montreal, LaSalle College. I wanted to start my own business right away, but I, again, fear, right? I had to go get a job. So I went and got a job in the industry I was trained in, in fashion. And I had over 20 year career in that industry. And I worked all across Canada. Um, I worked in Montreal. I worked in Winnipeg. I worked in Vancouver. I worked here on the Island and yeah. And, and pretty much any position you can think of, I did it because I'm <laughs> a quick learner and I like to try new things. And all that time I've kept my own kind of side, like design, custom, custom design and alterations. Um, and, and it, it's interesting now I'm like, now that I've had my business for a few years, I'm like, oh, I actually know why I didn't start a business right out of college. Mm -hmm. A, I wouldn't have all the experience and expertise I have now, but B, there was no examples of people doing what I wanted to do. Oh, so I didn't believe in just creating a collection and throwing it out there in hopes that it would sell and having to deal with the aftermath. That wasn't what yeah. I have ever wanted to do. And that was <laughs> the only thing I knew was possible when I graduated college. So long answer. <laughs> Perfect. So can you tell us a little bit about your business? So fashion, your life, what is, what yeah. do you, what do you do? Yeah. What is it all about? Um, I'm the director of style and design and it's so fashion your life was born out of um, a Venn diagram of fashion and style is one right your life and your business is another like um, what you do and then who you are is the other piece of that so fashion your life is right in the middle of those three things cool yeah yeah so that's kind of where it came from and it's ultimately fashioning your life right we think of where that hits and and making choices that work for you and who you are at your core as opposed to what's being thrown at you right <laughs> so how do we how do we begin to do that so you know for example like a lot of the people listening are entrepreneurs and business professionals and how do they begin to how do we because I'm asking for me too how do we begin to establish our own style and in a yeah. way that represents who we are professionally and personally. 
Yeah. So first understand that style isn't just skin deep, right? Like mm -hmm. it's not just about the clothes. Your style is like how you talk, how you move, what you choose to do, how you book your appointments. Right. Like all of these things are style indicators. So style is a very broad thing. That's why I apply it to your fashion, how you, what you do, but also who you are. So who you are yeah. is um, the most important indicators. So your personality and your preferences, right? Okay. So you want to pay attention to these things and look for the patterns that are in there. And yeah, personality and preferences is kind of like the broad thing and yeah. really take a uh, holistic view. So I take a holistic view with, with how I work and looking at different areas and looking for themes and common patterns. Cool. Um, but does that answer your question? <laughs> yeah, kind of. Okay. Kind of. Yeah, it does. It has, yeah, it really does. So I think like, like for myself where I get stuck is I know what I like. Mm -hmm. And so I'll buy like this, like this shirt. I have four of them. Right. And, um, and I find like, as I've gotten a little bit older, I want less choice in my wardrobe and mm -hmm. just very streamlined. So, okay. but I feel like on the other side of that, it looks like I'm always wearing the same thing, which I'm okay with because I'm always That's okay. wearing the same thing, but it's, it's like a uniform. It's actually beneficial because then you are more memorable. Oh, <laughs> I like that. That is a nice yeah. reframe. So if you think of like Steve Jobs, right? Yeah. You wore the same thing every day. Yeah. Part of it was for maximization and like saving time and, and, and decision-making energy, but it was, he's also very memorable. Yes. Right. So if you're building a personal brand, you want to be memorable. Cool. Okay. Yeah. So I feel much better about that. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Do you find... I'm, I'm just kind of curious about this. Have you found that over the last couple of years, being a pandemic, has that mm -hmm. changed people's personal style and how yeah. they're, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mean? So yeah. What I have seen is mass, the, the biggest shift with COVID has been at the beginning of COVID, everybody's in their PJs and joking about it. <laughs> yeah. Right. That was the first stage. Second stage, everybody was buying new comfy clothes. Mm -hmm. So jogging pants, sweatshirts, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Now people are looking at those uniforms, right? So you talk about this being your uniform, but people were in that mode in a different way before COVID. And I'll, I'll come back to I'll full, I'll full, full circle this. But if you think of like I, I worked in corporate like office space and like if you think of dress codes and showing up in an office environment, <sighs> they need to be rewritten, right? Like they just, or they just shouldn't exist. They just, honestly, that's my honest take. But we look, we look at them, we make sure we're not, you know, whatever. But then we show up at the office and we look at what everybody else is wearing. And typically we fall into a pattern of wearing what everybody else is wearing in some way or another. And we all look alike. Right. Right. So that's the like office, corporate office uniform. Um, for a lot of women, it was like a nice polyester printed blouse and like polyester blend mm -hmm. pant. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Right. But it, it was, it was 
it didn't have a lot of personality, didn't have a lot of like personal flair. And that's typically what was happening in um, the office. And my mind just blanked and I was trying to remember what was the original question? Oh, how the, uh, how the pandemic oh, has sort of influenced people's fashion it has changed. Yes. So that was happening before the pandemic. Right. And people were just kind of in this, uh, automatic mode, mm-hmm. not really thinking about their style. So we have this PJs we went into <laughs> comfy clothes. It was really hard to find anything fashionable. Um, the stuff that is out there is a bit more outrageous because, What's been happening is people have actually been taking the time or experimenting with their styles and even brands have been creating more unique things. Cool. So that's been happening in tandem. And now there's this flux of people who are like, what do I do with all these old uniform office clothes that I don't even want to put them on my body? Like even if they fit, even if I still like them, it just brings brings us back to a different time and place and we're not that person anymore right right? so that's kind of a bigger picture what's been happening with fashion including uh, at least from a personal level um because of COVID wow yeah it's I find for for myself and a lot of my clients it's like I know how to dress from here up now because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> my whole world is Zoom. So I'm like, I, I always look good from here up. And then it's when I have to go in public, I really think about the like, pants what? and shoes. <laughs> yes. I'm like, what pants do I have? Cause I'm like, huh? I was, I never did the pajama thing, mm-hmm. like dressing for success and showing nice. up, nice. but you know, definitely went to more comfy. Yeah like got used to just wearing my jeans every day and not dressing. Yeah. So that's the other trend that I'm seeing is like workwear isn't workwear anymore. It has to be comfortable. Yeah. That's an, and that's always been a non-negotiable for me and my clients. Like comfort has always been key, but now people are like, Oh, I can actually be comfortable and look nice (laughs) and express my style. Like, yeah, you can. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that's what that's what I'm finding a lot of. But then I, you know, if I have to dress up for something, I don't like it's like I've lost that sense of how what do I wear? Right. Have you lost your sense of what to wear or have you lost the I should wear this? Oh, maybe that's what it is. Right. I have a closet full of beautiful dresses that I used to skim and I would do public speaking. And now I look at them and I'm like, no, not feeling it. Mm -hmm. Were they? Were they like shift dresses? Like, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm just like, mm, no, not, not into them or even, and this, this hurts me to say, but even all my high heels mm-hmm. now, I'm just like, I just want to put on my vessies and I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> my chiropractor will love hearing that. Right. <laughs> and, before, and that's it. Yeah. yeah. Some, some women actually love heels. Like I've, I've worked with people who are like, I have to have my heels. It's and, and I'm like, cool, great. You know, that's easy. Right. Yeah. Other, other women have been like, Oh, I never want to wear them again. <laughs> just, I have to celebrate it because it was one of those like shoulds or have tos or whatever. Right. right? And it's just, no, <laughs> yeah. Just no. For me, it was always like, I love them and I still love them. I love looking at them. Mm-hmm. The thought of wearing them mm-hmm. <laughs> has changed. 
Yeah. And even I had a, I was speaking in public for the first time, I guess the end of August. Yeah. And that was, it wasn't, I wasn't afraid of speaking in front of a group live for the first time in two years. I was afraid of speaking in front of them wearing heels and not looking like <laughs> I was a, like a baby deer learning to walk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's changed. It's changed me. (laughs) Yeah. And because of that, right? Like that's changed. Um, my cat has joined us and he's being a little booger. Get down, get down. So that's like, you want to have maybe one or two pairs that you really, really love that are actually comfortable that you feel confident walking in. Right. Yeah. 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 As opposed to like, five, 10, 15, 20, however many pairs, like it's different for everyone. Yeah. Oh, for sure. How does, you know, when you're working with your clients, how do you find, or do you find this, that how they present themselves in business, like mm-hmm. changes based on what they're wearing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's called the psychology of fashion clothing, like yeah. fashion psychology. Um, it <laughs> is, <laughs> It is absolutely like, like you said it, right? You want to dress for, you didn't go the PJ route because you want to dress or you want to like dress for the job you want. Do you want to, it's, it's literally like if you put on a pair of jeans versus a pencil skirt, Let's use those two, for example, very different moods, flavors, very different ways that we feel in each of those things. So naturally, we're going to carry ourselves more casually when we're wearing the jeans. We're going to be more casual. We're going to say more casual things. When we throw on a pencil skirt, we're like, oh, we feel a little bit more feminine. We feel a little bit more fancy. We feel a little bit more exposed even, right? Like flirty. Yep. So very, very different feels. And that difference might be very subtle, right? Because ultimately you're the same person, but those subtleties are what people are picking up on. Yeah. Yeah. I find that with my clients, it's, you know, it, it brings to mind, I was training a group of um, financial professionals Mm -hmm. a few years ago and all in the first two years of business, Uh there was one guy that was just crushing it. And he, he always dressed in a suit. His shirt always looked like pressed mm-hmm. and impeccable cufflinks, mm-hmm. shoes, polish, like t- pocket square, the whole, everything head to toe. Yeah. And, and it was so fascinating in this group because people were like, Oh, well, how come everyone cancels appointments on me was one of the complaints. <laughs> um, but no one ever canceled an appointment on him. People took right. him seriously and they, they treated him took himself seriously yes (laughs) yeah so that's one of the challenges I find with my clients is like getting through that you what you you know we want to say what you wear doesn't matter in a sense like people want to say oh it doesn't matter but it does matter doesn't it doesn't it's it's interesting because until you get it like it it really is it has to matter to you. It has to, you have to actually choose it. And until you get that, like, I would even say I just recently got it because my style is very casual. 
in general. Like this is quite, ca- it's a silk, it's a vintage silk blouse, but it's still quite casual, right? Like, cause it's a loose fit, it's an open neck. Mm-hmm. So it gives me that casual bit of feel. Like I want to show that I'm approachable, right? Right. Um, so that's really important to me. So like having something like this, but it's still, it's silk and it's vintage and it's absolutely gorgeous. I love it. But <laughs> um, so like that combination of that casual and that style, it matters. And, and yeah, until you get it. And that's what I mean by all these little, there's indicators about your personality and your preferences. So casual is important for me. One of the things that, like you had said at the beginning is the industry is known to, I'll just throw this word out there and then just let it go. But like, it's, <laughs> it's a very pretentious industry. Right. It's a very image based industry. It's all about how you look. And honestly, the industry is very like buy more, buy more, buy more, buy more, Mm -hmm. because it doesn't want the industry does not want you to know who you are, because when you know who you are, you buy less stuff. Oh, oh, that just yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that just hit home. That is so true. Right. Never thought of that. When you know who you are, you can go out there and be like, this is exactly what I need. I'm going to go look for it. I'm going to find it. I'm going to buy it. It's mine. Versus when you don't, it's like, and I, this was my story, like in the industry, every time I worked for a different brand, my wardrobe turned into a piece of that brand store, right? I went through this over and over and over again. It wasn't until I got out of the industry that I got out of that habit. And I was just like, oh, wait. I know who I am. I know my style. Let's do that. (laughs) So now I get to like pick and choose and I know things about my style. So when I see something, I know that I should invest in that in this moment or not. Oh, I love that. Mm -hmm. And that I think, um, you know, that sort of leads me to to what a question or ask you about sustainable wardrobes because I (sighs) You know, I remember years ago, I read a, a book by Kevin O'Leary and one of his finance tips uh-huh. was to invest in high quality pieces of clothing that are timeless and will last instead of like the fast fashion and yeah. you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> so my reaction is money. Like it's you're investing. Yes. Also, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So when it comes to like a sustainable wardrobe, like should we be investing in the more expensive pieces? Should we be buying the, like, what do we do? Yeah. So everyone's at a different place, right? So I'm like, ah, I'm very adverse to fast fashion. That's not, I went through the fast fashion, like give me all the things. And then I had all these things. And then what am I doing with all these things? Um, I went through that myself. So I know I've been there and I got myself out of it with my, with the way I work. So I, I poop, poo poo it at the same time because everybody's at a different place sometimes you have to buy something in a fast fashion brand Mm -hmm. to get to where you need to be because you don't necessarily have two hundred dollars to invest in those beautiful dress pants you only have forty dollars right so sometimes that you know i'm not going to poo poo it everyone's at a different stage so buying high quality sustainable brands is great right it would be wonderful if everybody bought locally made sustainable fabrics yada 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 fair trade all of these things there's all kinds of different criteria to look for in the actual garment 
But the most sustainable thing you can do is wear what's already in your closet. Oh yeah. Good call. Right. And if it's not quite where you want it to be, right. You're like, Oh, I have this wonderful thing. I don't wear it. I don't know why I don't wear it. Right. Like right. sometimes the, the middle ground there. So like wear what's already in your closet buy sustainably sustainable brands, high quality. The middle ground is to get things altered. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So even if it's not, even if it's something, um, you know, that you used to wear, you don't, whatever it is, often a simple alteration can make it perfect. And then also buying secondhand. So consignment stores, thrift stores, vintage stores, all of these are great um, buy and sell markets like marketplace, garage sale, all those things are great. Poshmark, um, Mm -hmm. Etsy. Uh, Etsy is either secondhand or handmade usually. Right. Um, Usually. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So what would, if you had like one tip for Mm -hmm. people who are listening, who are thinking like they want to maybe like up-level their, their style mm-hmm. a bit or, or begin mm-hmm. to explore their personal style? What would be the, the one thing, the one place they should start? Pay attention to what you like. Nice. Period. Yeah. If you don't like it, then you, it, when you're wearing it, you're not going to like yourself, right? That is a great tip. And I know you have a couple different ways that people can work with you. So um, can you tell us a little bit about your, what you offer your one-on-one and then also your mastermind, which sounds yes. really nice. <laughs> so great. Um, so I do one-on-one fashion consultation where I go into your wardrobe and basically just reorganize it, go through everything that you try stuff on, come up with new looks, get rid of stuff, alter stuff, whatever you need, right? Like huh? it's a wardrobe overhaul. And then I also, a part of that is to take you shopping in your local area. So I'm on the island. Um, I'm currently traveling within Canada. So, um, you know, Vancouver is super easy for me to go to. I was just there last week with a client. Um, so that's something that's of interest. There's, I have different package offerings, but I also do custom quotes. So okay. there, there's two, way, two ways to go about it there. And, um, secondly, my mastermind. So (laughs) when I shared what fashion your life is, it's, um, that trifecta is what the mastermind is all about. So (laughs) it's like, cause I went through it. I went through it myself and I'm just like, Oh, I'm finally at this place where I know what I'm doing. Maybe (laughs) do do any of us really ever know what we're doing. Right. But, you know, I'm at this place where I'm like, oh, okay, it's clear, it's easy, I've learned all of these things, and I want to be in a small mastermind group of women, service-based businesses who just want to get super clear and up-level their style of how they do their business. So literally, like, if if you're still trying all these different things, right? And you're not clear as to how is the best way for you to do it. Right. Right. So we often hear about the one thing mm-hmm. this has been quoted, this book has been quoted to me so many times in the past couple of weeks. And 
I always thought the one thing had to be one offer or one oh, client yeah. or one, right? Like one thing. It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. It can be. It can be the one offer. But I'm a multi-potentialite, so that's never sat well with me. Right. Right. So the one thing for me is that every offer I have with Fashion Your Life is about consuming less and expressing more. Mm, nice. So the business mastermind, business style mastermind, I'm your st- fashion and style expert in that mastermind. Um, and I have a bunch of subject matter experts. I'm waiting to see what people need in the mastermind to pull in the different subject matter experts. But I'm basically sharing my process of how to really get to that core of who you are so that you're making decisions from that place as opposed to letting the outside influence you. It's the exact same thing with fashion. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, that sounds amazing. Yeah. Sounds amazing. And so I will put all of your links in the show notes so you guys can check out there. Yes. Um, And there's a wait list for the mastermind. So just like fill uh, that out and I'll get in touch with you. Excellent. And when does it start? Starting in January. January. Yeah. Perfect. Great. I'm going to be checking it out because that sounds exciting. (laughs) Amazing. Thank you so much for for coming on today and sharing. Thank you for having me. Fashion. This was, this was a lot of fun. Anytime. (laughs) Thank you.